we're back again on Friday Night Counter-Attack. I keep getting this name mixed up because we changed our names, but it's all well and good. We're happy. We're on another week of lockdown. We're stuck inside and we've got one of our old friends, Salim and I, on today. So, Amar, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for coming on. Thanks for having me. It's a, it's a pleasure. Uh, it's nice to have you on with the show and it's good to see everyone back again. And we just wanted to know a few things about yourself today, Amar. So we'll ask you that later on, if that's okay with you. <laughs> Yeah, and it's just another week of lockdown we're all stuck indoors and we've got a quite a fascinating topic to talk about at the end of this podcast that's something that will be worth around to stick around for as well and today we're going literally back to basics and back to football so we're just gonna have a general chit chat about football to begin with then we're gonna go into our little five aside again as we always do and then we're gonna go straight into first of all how's how's your week's been you've both been okay Amar how you been uh yes not too bad um just sort of getting on with it, really. Um, to be fair, you can't really do much anyway, so it's a uh, case of making the best of the whole situation. Not and you're another person on teamwork from home, is that correct? Yeah, literally, what, it's coming up to, what, about 10 months now, if I remember about right? 10 months? Yeah. Eight months? Which is weird, considering what, it's, nearly, it's been over a year since COVID was first introduced to us, which is a bit ridiculous if you think about it but again we just deal with what we need to, to deal with I suppose. And how have you been dealing with being in lockdown at the moment and working from home? It's, it's tough because you because I think it's, it's it's very different from going into the office because when you go into the office you see you know person x person y person z yeah you're used to seeing them you speak to different people you have that sort of mm-hmm. social interaction um, but whereas at home it's the same people the same same sort of routine, wake up, work, finish work. Okay, what do you do for the remaining six, seven hours of your day? And uh, just literally trying to make it as, as interesting as possible whilst also adhering to the rules, I suppose. Yeah, there's only so much you can do at home as well. And with me, I've just been trying different things over the week and trying different mm. things from last time as well. So like both of you would have me on social media, so you know that I'll be editing different pictures from different cameras yeah. that I've used recently which has been quite fun to do uh recently got a new PlayStation 5 so you'll see Salem and I talking and playing PlayStation later in the coming weeks on YouTube we'll be doing a little a club session uh co-op seasons and whatnot it'll be fun it'll be enjoyable to see but I just want to jump in there actually I was saying it. that we need to bring we need to get FNC like pro clubs going or something um have you, have you got the PS5 now uh, I've, uh, I've not I've not had uh, any opportunity to be I've not been that rushed to get one I'm, uh, I'm surprised yeah, you've got both yet. <laughs> no, no, no. It, uh, not yet, man. I've, uh, no, no, fair, fair enough. I mean, hopefully stock comes in. I'm, I'm thinking about yeah, March time. Yeah, well, to be, again, stock's the main issue, isn't it? Uh, if you can't get stock, I'm not overpaying for one. I'll get yeah, one there's no point. There's no, yeah, you'll eventually get one. It's just that, you know, I've sort of missed playing pro clubs, if anything. Yeah, pro clubs are so fun. We're missing our fourth member of pro clubs, Waleed, who's... Not with us today, but we've got another fourth member yeah, today. And we've got Rahil back. Nicely done, Rahil. Thanks for joining the show. You're joined yeah, no by Amber. Sure. How are you doing, mate? You good? Not good. Not bad. How about yourself? Uh, yeah, getting, getting by. Well, getting I've by. seen Sal seems so happy to see me. <laughs> <laughs> of course. It's like he saw a ghost. He's like, oh my mm. God, Rahil's back. 
was just waiting for that. Was that the introduction? It was like we were watching WWE or something, and he's like, Oh, yeah, look, just hear the glass shattering, you see him coming out of nowhere. You know, like a surprise entrance in a Royal Rumble. It's like the Undertaker just coming in, just everything just went black. Yeah, and you see pop about the middle of the ring. Have you been? We've been good. We're just discussing how everyone's been going through lockdown and keeping busy and occupied during lockdown free, basically. How you been? It's been a while since you've been on the podcast. What no, you been buddy, it's been some time and I was off ill well, for the first two, three weeks. I think I missed probably about four, five weeks of podcast. So mm. the first few weeks I was off and then um, last few weeks just been uh, here and there, man. Obviously, the house was busy doing things in the house, man. So we managed to get some free time. Hopefully, I'm back on more regularly now as well. Now, hopefully, we'll get everyone back to normal. It's been good having you back and it's nice to see everyone coming back eventually because we've had a lot of guests that come on the show and they've said that we want to speak to everyone. So they've obviously listened to our previous podcasts and stuff. So it'll be nice to get everyone no, back and asking them questions. Uh, what's been new with you this week? Did you did you end up seeing the Man United game on the weekend against Arsenal? Uh, I did, yeah. Well, to be fair, I was on uh, deliveries then, so didn't really manage to catch much of it. But uh, yeah, to be fair, I was probably glad that I did miss it because I had you a shit. It was an yeah. awful game. Yeah, so, it was a waste of time, to put it politely. Yeah. To put it politely, it was. I have, I, have yeah. a, I have a theory that Rashford just doesn't like passing to Cavani. It's happened in a few games recently. I don't know why he didn't finish the chance. I mean, he had a sitter on a plate. He just had to tap it in and he tried to take like... Yeah, you know, Rash, Rashford is on a bit, bit of bad form, but you know, you know Rashford, he will, he'll still step up for you in, some, in, in, in most of your games. Like, all right, people say Rashford here and there, he's not consistent, but what, what baffles me the most is how Anthony Martial is still getting 90 minutes of football away from him. And that's, uh, that's, a convers- that's, a, that's a whole other conversation. I Literally, I don't get like, how he's... All right, you know, Rash- Rashford, regardless of how Rashford performs going forward, you know he will still give it his all. All right, he did it in the Sheffield game, he must have put the goal, which he got criticism for. But in most games, he will still give it his all. He'll run around. He'll, he will still try. But with Martial, it's like he wants everything at his pace. And if the game's fast for him then if he loses the ball he just won't give a shit he it reminds me in a sense in like a, a worse a much worse version of Berbatov they've got that Monaco connection where they're just lingering around the yeah, pitch but the thing is but with Berbatov you know if Berbatov, you put him in a position yeah with Berbatov he could afford to why because Berbatov didn't need to work hard to get in good positions yeah no just, exactly that was it brain. It's probably a bit like Cavani, I think. With Cavani, though, he's probably not finishing as many chances as he should be. Mm-hmm. But with Berbatov, it was like that. He's had a striker's instinct to get in the position. Martial yeah. hasn't got a striker's instinct. You put him out on the wing. I think the only th- thing that's good to his game is his playmaking. But even the past few games, that's gone missing. Yeah. So, uh, it's just very frustrating watching at the moment. Just going back to that Berbatov connection, you see that if you put, if you give a chance, if you give three chances to Berbatov, you'll probably definitely put at least one away. Where with yeah. Martial, you don't know, okay, is, which ways are we going to go? Is he going to go, is he going to go to the left, right corner, left corner or the right corner or over the crossbar or straight the at the keeper? The thing keep is, yeah, I don't think Martial knows himself what he wants to do. <laughs> when he yeah, gets the ball, he wants to keep yeah. it. For instance, I, I can't remember what game it was. Um, that when Cav- uh, Cavani uh, loses the ball in an attacking area, and then Cavani's about uh, Martial gets it, has a heavy touch, and Cavani just takes it off him and passes it down to Shaw, who then crosses back in and gets a better opportunity. Which I think was, I think it was the Arsenal game, if I remember correctly. Um, it's quite recent, I remember, but it's like Martial would have shot and probably blocked it and wasted another opportunity. Whereas Cavani had that. Predator into yeah, okay, no, the shot is not on. Yeah, yeah it was, the shot was not on. I'm gonna pass it out to Luke Shaw, whip in across, 
better opportunity. And to be fair, I think it nearly worked. I yeah, it definitely did work because it was no goals. It's a nil-nil game. <laughs> it was so boring. Yeah, it's just it's it's nice to see Cavani in the Premier League, and it's something that mm. I hope that we can keep more than his one or two year contract. And with me, as again, a theory for me with Marshall is Marshall is only the player that plays when he's feeling the love. And he's felt the love in that first season under Van Hal being the only striker we had at the club. And then until Rashford came through. And then last season, when again, he was the only main striker at the club until Agallo came through on loan. So unless it's, it's, it's rather Marshall's way or no one's way. And it's not, it's not nice to see that because you want to see a player work hard for the team. There's that clip viral going around of um, him, not, him not working back properly against Sheffield United. When you look at the kind of strikers in the Premier League at the moment doing well, Bamford, Ollie Watkins, Callum Wilson getting back into the goals as well. You, you don't know what's going to happen with Martial well, from one week to another. Way, you could, I'll take any, I'll take any number nine in the Premier League right now for Martial. The guy's played 16 games for us. He scored two goals, one against Sheffield United away, who have been the rest this season, and one was against Villa at home, which still amazes me. Sal, how the hell you let this guy score? <laughs> because he. <laughs> He looks like, look, even when he scored, like, you know, if you look at the two goals, the one against uh, Sheffield United, that was a good goal because the Pogba's ball. And then the one was obviously Mings' mistake. He went too early. If header came to me, it did. But see, still then, I don't know how to explain him, and it's really frustrating when I talk about it. He was meant Seems to win so the Ballon d'Or, though. He not Ballon d'Or. That was Man United being clever. They thought we'll throw a close in and get more of the price because we know this guy's not going to win the Ballon d'Or. <laughs> um, I wouldn't be surprised if he did that with Diallo as well. Salim, have Aston Villa signed anyone this January transfer window? Samson, haven't they? Yeah, Samson, top signing, Champions League signing. I think Wolves wanted him for 40 mil last season, but it didn't happen and we paid like 14 mil. So we got a good deal there. He's a centre mid, isn't he, Samson? He plays with Kamara and yeah. Massa. Yeah, he can do any of the roles in midfield, defensive, attacking, anything. But to get a player of that sort of talent, you know, at, at Villa has been sort of a wicked signing for that price as well. Yeah, 14 yeah, million yeah. Is, is, is pennies, literally, if you think about it. In like yeah, it's a steal to think. Yeah. In this day and age, it definitely Champions is. League. Champions League player as well. So, yeah, he could only make us better. For, for the record, yeah. Marseille finished fourth in their group this year. So, they're out of the Champions League already. So, he's got the experience, yeah, but, but he's, not, he's not missing out on Champions League. And with Aston yeah, Villa yeah, going yeah. the way they are, they could easily challenge for European football. Anything's happening Yeah, he could probably season. get Europa League or something. But, yeah, no, good signing. I'm happy with it. I'm not complaining. I just it was a bit of a dead window, not much else really yeah. happened in I, that sense. Just thinking about it, like I can't really remember one other signing of the Samsung, but you'd be hard pushed to to even I think mean, that January Liverpool's football bought, was on. Yeah. Yeah, Liverpool yeah. probably got two players in. Ozil's probably gone and that Odegaard didn't yeah. happen. But, but nothing special though, isn't it? Yeah, nothing. like you know, before like you don't really feel that special uh, you know that one signing that's just like hyped up throughout the whole January. Um, it's just obviously Bruno not, Fernandes Van Dijk. yeah Bruno Fernandes most Luis recently obviously Ozil when he came to right. Arsenal yeah exactly it's um, there's just no 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 buzz with no it. there's no buzz I don't think anyone's really inclined to sell many of their players at the moment they don't really need to uh, do much because they want to just keep because all the games are coming thick and fast in every league at the moment so they just have to carry on with the players that they've got and Man United have loaned out a couple of people but there's that, but then the other, the other part of that is that because we've got the Euros coming up in the summer, whoever wants to sort of start for their country will, you know, want to move. Tomori's gone to AC Milan, Lingard's on to West Ham. Options yeah, I think, are open. I think, I think, I think they were good signings. I think Lingard's going to be a good signing there, and I think Tomori's going to be a good signing out there as well. 
Tomorrow's already played a couple bring, games as well, which is good. Lingard's definitely going to bring something different to um, West Ham. You can have Suchek flying in the box to, for every header and Lingard just merely rocking in the middle of the pitch for no reason. You know who looks very, very good for West Ham? I was watching the game yesterday. You know Ben Rama? Mm. Yeah, yeah. I, said, I said all season that we should have signed him. But... He is so good on the ball. Like obviously we don't watch championship football stars, so we wouldn't know from last season. But like, uh, <laughs> very, he's very good on the ball, man. I swear, like I was watching him play, and I was thinking this guy should the way his ball control is and how hard he is, he carries on like that for a consistent season. I can see him being signed by one of the top clubs. Yeah, I think we could probably sign him after then. I said one of the top clubs. <laughs> That's what I said. We could sign him after. <laughs> You knew that was coming. You knew that was coming. But Pat, Ben Rahman's got that Payet aura about him as well. I reckon it will be quite it will be quite good in a couple of years to see how he does. And is is a fun okay. player to watch. West Ham are a fun team to watch in general recently. Yeah, Antonio I think with them now as well, they've, they've they've pretty much got a spine, which is probably what they've been missing for some time. Mm. They've got like they've got good centre backs. They've got good players in the middle. They got three good wide men now as well with Bowen and Ben Rama. You got Antonio as well. And uh, now they're pulling Rice, Suchek, yeah, Declan Royce, Declan Royce and Suchek in the middle. Unless, say, for example, you got Lingard playing off there at number 10. What more and, could you want from a West Ham fan? And we all know West, uh, Lingard is one of the hardest working players on the pitch as well. So he's always someone that will give 100% in every game. Doesn't matter what he does on or off the pitch, he's, he's the hardest worker that you'll see on the team. Sorry, I was going to say, I think West Ham finally got it right in terms of like some of the players they bought haven't really like played for the badge. Like you got like Anatovic, he'd turn up one week and then one week he wants to join China or some Chinese club and then you've got... Jack um, Wilshere. To... Jack Wilshere yeah, going, Wilshere oh, I don't want to be in a relegation good. battle. That annoyed me so much. He barely got a game and he was like, oh yeah, I don't want to be in a relegation. And he, and he goes to Bournemouth in the championship. You're like, okay, and then, well, yeah. calm yourself and then down, Jack Wilshere. Yeah. We had that Felipe Anderson who sort of like gave up apparently. He stopped playing. The heart of cold, yeah. He was a very you know, good he, in some games. And, he, and, then he, and they paid like, they paid 40 mil for him. So, yeah. I think know, he had good pain. potential, man. He had good potential. I think it just shows you, you can be, you can have so much talent, but if you haven't got the attitude to just put it in week in, week out, in the hardest, in the hardest yeah. league in the world, you're going to succeed. Because I, I have seen him play well. I wouldn't say he's a, like he's a bad player. Like you don't just yeah. give him a bad player over one bad game, but... I just don't think he was committed to it. It's the attitude, that yeah, that's what, that's what it comes down to. That's number one. There's another luxury player that they've bought recently. And it, it mm. gives credit to players like Craig Dawson or Creswell or uh, Antonio, who have literally been there and done it in the hard yards in the lower leagues of English football. And we know, all know Antonio's played in non-league football as well and has worked his way up properly. And you can see him reaping the rewards of playing week in, week out Premier League football and is the main man up front for them. So it goes to show that when you've got the right people at the club, things are going to go in your direction. And West Ham challenging the top six at the moment is, again, really refreshing to see. And we've had so many players from West Ham come and go. So this could literally be, like you said, the right core of the team. And if Declan Rice stays, I mean, Frank Lampard's gone, so he's not going to sign him. So it's just something that West Ham can end up just building around. West Ham with yeah. Rice and Suchek in the midfield, Bowen, Ben Rahm on the wings. It's good to go. On, on that note, actually, I think Lampard should have been given more time. Ooh, are we going to talk Personally. about Frank Lampard? Go for it. I, I don't know. I just think he probably deserved a bit more time. If you think, like, the signings haven't gelled. That's probably the first problem. He's not got a consistent team. So that didn't help him. But it was his first sort of bad patch. And they were top of the table last month or the month before or something. They were. They had know, the unbeaten the run as well with, with Frank Lampard. Yeah. And, and I feel with how, Frank. No, I was just going to say, with Frank Lampard as well, it's the same as with Arteta and Solskjaer. The fan base is all reactionary. Oh, we're losing games, dropping points in the table. Should get rid of him. With Arteta and Solskjaer, they stuck with him, but with 
Abramovich. Everyone knows what it's like and they got rid of him. Uh, what I really don't like is, you know how everyone goes on about Mason Mount being like Lampard's teacher's pet type of thing. Mm. I, find that, I find that really annoying personally because he's actually a really good player. He's a fantastic player and he's done so well for Chelsea and England in the short span so far. I know I he used to play for him at Derby. I think it's, but... it's credit to him really. Obviously, yeah, all right, he was with Lampard at Derby in his comments, so he probably is. He has got a good relationship with Lampard, which is probably what you'd expect. Because if he didn't have a good relationship, there's no chance he would have brought him back to Chelsea and started him. But I think it's credit to Mason, man, because imagine you're Mason, man, now you're back in the Chelsea team and you've got Havertz coming in, you've got Ziyech in, you've got Kovacic, you've got Kante. They're full with midfielders. You're probably thinking, and he spent 50, 60 million on each one of them. You're thinking, am I even going to get games this season? And then you look at him stepping up. Obviously, Havertz hasn't been his best. Ziyech has been on and off. Obviously, Werner's dropped form as well. I think that's where you probably got to give players like Giroud, Tammy Abraham and Mount credit because all right, they haven't been killing it almost every game but they've stepped up and I think Chelsea could be in a far worse position if them players didn't step up. 100% and even with players like Thiago Silva coming into them and he's, he's literally been there like every other game which is nice and uh, Tuchel will change it around. We've seen how he's playing differently. He's got more possession in his, in his team at the moment and changing players around like bringing in Alonso Hudson Odoi playing as a wing back, and it could be refreshing to see Chelsea go for another another FA Cup charge. It, I'd say, yeah, it, it could be refreshing to see an actual an attacking team from Chelsea because before they used to be quite counter attacking, like similar to where United play sometimes, like let other teams have the ball and just try and hit them on the counter. But going back to what you said with uh, with Mason Mount, like he, the thing is with him is when you put him on a pitch, you know for a fact he is going to play for the badge regardless of who it's against, whether it's like a championship side, League Two type, he would always put in 100% to make sure that he like, does his best and if he feels that he's not playing his best, he'll step his game up, which is a quality you want as a manager. If you see that week in, week out, or every training session, you think, you know what, why why would I not pick him over some other players that you feel are a bit, hang on, they're a bit out of form because you know he just, just do really well. And again, it goes back to the Antonio thing. When you work through the leagues or when you've trained in different clubs and different environments, you're not going to be the first choice player all the time, but he's made himself that first name on the team sheet, Mason Mount. And if... Tuchel can work without him, he does, but if he can't and Mount ends up becoming a better player, it's, it's better for us as England fans to see that in the Euros coming up, which mm. is nice to see. Also, I just want to talk about Willian at Arsenal. <laughs> I, just, I, I, I think Willian may have been like one of the worst signings I've seen this season. I know the season isn't over, but seeing Willian play over the last couple of weeks has been awful. So I'm really glad that Smith, Rowe and Saka and the Arsenal team, I find that, again, refreshing to see young talent coming through and not always going for the free transfer or the, or the experienced players. So it's nice to see a refreshing Arsenal team coming up as well. So credit to Arteta yeah, for just, bringing just, the young just players. Touching, just touching on that, I think with the Villiers situation, it's a bit of awkward. And I think like you've seen him do decent at Chelsea. I think even his last season, he'd still pop up obviously with goals. And I think if you look at Arsenal, it probably wasn't a bad business because I think a lot of Arsenal fans are complaining, why did we get Villiers in? What they have to remember is they're still paying for Nicolas Pepe. Yeah, they bought. They bought. They bought. Really aren't. They bought. Really, they're not really owners where they'll come out like Abramovich has. Probably like obviously they have at City where they'll just come out, spend loads of cash, and I think they probably looked at it as a good squad player that they can use. And I, I still think Williams a, a decent squad rotational player for him. He's got Premier League experience. He's a title winner, um, and he's good experience probably to have someone 
to be around someone obviously like Saka and Smith Rowe, but I think Arsenal fans are probably are a bit too hard on him. Um, so obviously, yeah, he still does need to fix up on his performances, but I think they are a bit too harsh on him, in my opinion, anyway. I was just going to say, like, what Raheel says, to be honest, I think he'll be a wicked signing for the, the younger players, but I don't think he's done too well so far, but maybe he's just adapting to a different system. But yeah, it'd be a good guy to have, you know, on the training pitch, especially with the youngsters. It's just it's one of those things. Like when you saw the Southampton Premier League game, there's that bit where Pepe was going through like three, four uh, defenders. I don't know if you remember or if you saw it, but there was that bit where he goes through three, four defenders and Willian is just jogging alongside him, which I found really annoying. And that's something I learned from my Arsenal preview last week. And thanks for telling me that, Luke. But it's just the fact that his work, his work rate isn't what it was at Chelsea. His take-ons and his shots and his assists aren't the same because he's not putting in the effort and when you learn that from like Arsenal fans that's why I, I kind of understand why they're annoyed because when I watched the Arsenal game I was like he's doing more of a defensive work than an attacking work and he did really well against Juan Bissaka and Rashford on the right as well so we'll see if it, if it works out in the end but I, I'd rather see William play as like a squad member than starting every now and then. Yeah I feel like a lot of the Arsenal fans are comparing his performances Rightly so to his days at Chelsea, where he'd consistently put in, um, put in a shift, and he would be a threat. Uh, whereas now, I think Fields with Arsenal, it's his, uh, it's his retirement fund, and he's just living because. Personally, I think you know he had a choice of a few clubs to go to, if I remember correctly. Uh, and I think yeah. the only reason he chose Arsenal is because it's in London, and you know London's a quite a favourable place for a lot of these uh, top footballers because of the. I think on top of that, it was the, the the length of length of contract. So Chelsea only offered him like a two year deal. I think Arsenal offered him a three year deal. So he offered yeah, that. it was a three year thing. I remember now. And he's got his restaurant in London, so he didn't really want to go that far from his own restaurant. So that could have been a thing. Speaking of South American players, there's been a signing for Brighton today. It's Moises Saicedo, who's a young Ecuadorian centre midfielder who's done really well in uh, the Copa Libertadores. Uh, I don't even know how to pronounce it. Libertadores. <laughs> Libertadores. That's somewhere where we wanted to go on a, on our podcast travel, Salim, if I remember correctly. Going to Brazil, yeah. Argentina to watch a game. But he's gone, he's gone from Independiente to Brighton. And Man United were linked to him as well. But everyone's yeah, kind of raving about him as well. 4.5 million for a centre midfielder who's probably in the same ilk as Basuma for Brighton at the moment. So again, whole midfielder can take on everyone and is quite pacey. He scored a couple of goals as well and it started already a couple of games for Ecuador, which is really good to see. But I guarantee you one thing, 4.5 million for Brighton would have been 25 million for Manchester United. That's probably what they Yeah, definitely. Oh, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, yeah. It's the fact that when United come knocking at your door, you're like, okay, we know they're loaded. So, you know, that 4.5 million, let's move that decimal place over one place to the, yeah. to the right and let's make it 45 million. I don't think it's just that the, we know you're loaded, but I think part of it is, oh, we know you're Ed Woodward, and we know that you're probably going to pay wherever we go. Yeah. A, yeah. yeah. a bit of a soft-hearted negotiation. Paying the Ed Woodward tax, basically. That's how it would end up going. Yeah. Soft-hearted or incompetent, I don't know. And we'd probably get some like Ecuadorian sponsor as well, knowing Ed Woodward. He's like, oh, yeah, we'll link like, the clubs together. Liverpool, yeah. Liverpool now, they needed centre-backs. Right? They left it late, but they still went and secured two centre-backs, one on loan, one for, I think, just under two million. Yeah. If that was Man United, they probably would have forked out 40 million 40 for million, Mustafi. 20, 20 million yeah. each on two, two centre-backs and you wouldn't have heard of them before. But that's just, that's just that's what happens when you send people to negotiate 
a football they game want, down on they want football, football fans their businessmen exactly. at the full full exactly. to be fair we've been speaking a lot about South American footballers as well recently and you see a lot of them in the Premier League which is good because you see some that have settled down and some that haven't like Felipe Anderson we mentioned and some that have just been there forever like David Luiz and Willian so I figured you know what we've got four of us today let's do another five aside six aside as we haven't done that in a while so what, what do you reckon six aside Premier League we'll six. do one each I'd say yeah. I'll start. So I'll go so for, far on this season or? Uh, all-time Premier League. Let's keep it all-time Premier League. Oh, all-time Premier League. Yeah. So, a lot to think about. For me, let's start with Alisson because it's rather Alisson or Edison for me. I can't really think of many yeah. South American keepers. Let's go for Antonio Valencia. He's been there since forever as well. Right midfielder, right winger, uh, right back. Wigan, Man United. Won the Europa League, won the Premier League a few times, did really well with Wigan when they came in the Premier League and was a key man for them. Midfielder, got Fernandinho in mind for some reason because he's just been there, done that forever. And it's someone you wouldn't want to play against on a five-a-side, always doing those stupid fouls that he does, which is annoying. Tactical um, fouls. Tactical fouls and never gets booked. Um, Veron's also in there, but I'm not really thinking of Veron at the moment. Could go for... I'm definitely going to go for Aguero because Aguero is probably going to be Man City's all-time. Well, it's guaranteed, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, legend at this Probably point. get a statue of Aguero's coming soon for him. I want to say, this will be controversial, but I want to say Alexis Sanchez for his Arsenal days, not his Man United days, because he was insane. Peak Alexis Sanchez, yeah. That was peak Alexis yeah, Sanchez. Yeah, I enjoyed like. watching him. I think, I think United ruined him. I think he ruined I, him when he came with that mercenary he, mentality. He, he ruined him. He ruined himself. Yeah. Sanchez ruined himself, mm. definitely, though. Uh, so if, if, you've got, if you've got big balls and you're going to put yourself out there and make a huge demo like Van Persie did, Van Persie came and he backed it up. Sanchez didn't, mm. that's the difference. He definitely Sanchez had a picture of himself. Chances. Sanchez the... was giving his chances. He had so many chances as a winger, as a striker, as a starter, as a bench woman. It just didn't happen for him. It's annoying. On the Solskjaer, on the Mourinho, and he just missed that Arsenal days when he was the main man. So who have we got? We've got Jill. I'll go for Gilberto Silva, actually. I think he's, he was amazing for Arsenal in that invincible team. So who have we got? We've got Alisson, got Valencia, Gilberto Silva, Aguero, Sanchez. And who else can I go for? There's a few, but I don't want to say his name. Rohil and I have said two names that we don't say on this podcast. They're both Liverpool ones, am I? So one... Yeah, I gathered. Because, uh, you know, he comes in all United attire. So I gathered uh, there won't be Liverpool names. One's the one that slipped and one's the one that bit Chiellini. So I'm not going to go for the one that bit Chiellini, even though he was amazing, but I'm not saying his name. It's like saying a swear word. Who have you got? James Rodriguez? No. Firmino? No. Coutinho? No. You know what? I think I'll go for... I'll go for Carlos Tevez. Tevez on the Man United and Man City. He was immense as well. Tevez, Aguero, Sanchez on the front three and the five-a-side team. No, six-a-side. Yeah, we'll go for that. Alisson... Valencia, Gilberto Silva, Alexis Sanchez, Carlos Tevez, and Sergio Aguero. So that's my very flamboyant and explosive six Attacking five. team, but no defence. Oh, you wait for Rahil. He probably won't put a keeper in, knowing Rahil. Yeah, <laughs> no, probably. probably won't, you know, I'll be honest with you. I can't think, I can't think of a South American keeper. That would like to I put can, in I can team. give you one. I can give you one. We know who's going to go. I need a oh, drum roll. Okay, now, here we go, lads. Need a drum roll. We, we, know, we know what? We know what, let's just go to Sal because he's going to have Emmy Martinez in there. He's going to have Douglas Luiz in there. He's going to have the God knows who else. Pablo Angel is going to put in there as well. 
that old. To be fair, he was a, he was a great player back um, when he was I'll, playing. I'll go with my team. So I've got Allison in net, obviously, and then in defence, I was going to put Fernandinho, but then I think there's a better sort of Brazilian midfielder than him now. So it's Douglas Luiz. Oh my god, <laughs> the one that Man City <laughs> then, got rid of. Uh, no, nah, he actually couldn't get a work permit. No, no, Pep wants him back. Does and he have then, a release uh, clause three... in, his, in his contract? Yeah, but it expires in June. <laughs> Got to keep him. And then the three, him. the three in front were, I'd go for Alexis Sanchez, one of my favourite players to play in the Prem, mm. Carlos Tevez and uh, Luis Suarez. What? And then... I can't really complain, but... And then up top, well, to be honest, it was a tough one between Suarez and Di Maria, but Di Maria didn't really do much. Now you're just doing this to annoy us. You're literally just doing that to annoy us. I know what you're like. No, but there was some good, like, there were some honourable mentions, like, obviously, Coutinho is an honourable mention, and then you've got, like... uh, Firmino. I don't know. Firmino, and then... Yeah, there were some other players, and then up top, he had to be Aguero. One of the best, probably, in my opinion, probably the best South American to play in the Prem. I'd 100% agree with that. It's been immense, and for what, 10 years of his game playing at Man City, he's done amazingly well. So he's had his injuries yeah. here and there, but he's always performed for them, just not in the Champions yeah. League. Yeah, no, no, agreed. There were like other players, but it's probably like the best thing I'd probably go for. Like Coutinho's obviously like really up there. But, I wish he no, stayed longer, it, Coutinho. Fine. Coutinho's a player I love to watch, but again... He was, he was, too, desperate to, he was too desperate to get out, wasn't he? It's like, it's like Thiago. I really love watching Thiago, but I hate the fact he's wearing a Liverpool shirt. That annoys me so much. They're both mm. really good players to watch. Oh, and what? actually, another mention was probably um, Zabaleta. He was quite, he was a class player, I think. He was immense, Zabaleta. So well for Man City over the years. Got Ramirez at Chelsea, you've got Oscar, you've got Willian, David yeah. Luiz, of all people, Otamendi, Rafinha at Leeds United, Hernan Crespo. Yeah, okay, well, about let, well. let's, I forgot uh, about him. Uh, let's uh, let, we might as well let Rahila Amal, whoever wants to go next. I'll go next. Why not? Um, okay. So keeper definitely gonna have to be Edison. I feel he'll be uh, for a five side, six side would be better than uh, Allison. Uh, I can't think of a, a solid. Probably David Luiz as a, a centre back, and then maybe Fernandinho next to him. You don't and mind then, David? I wouldn't mind David Luiz actually in the five side when you think about it. Yeah. He's you got know, those I feel as if he's got and he's got those dipping shots as well. But it's just again, you don't expect many good defenders at FNF or at football. Well, to be fair, it's, it's six aside. It's not going to be like a, a close one 0 game. It, it, there's always going to be goals regardless of it. Uh, now here's the thing. So you've got three to choose from. Literally, um, I would pick Coutinho and then Aguero and Falcao up front. Literally, little and large up front. Why? Um, why uh, Falcao? His time at Atletico Madrid was absolutely phenomenal. He was such a such a beast there. Now, unfortunately, obviously due to his injuries and, and stuff like, he he wasn't able to translate that into the Premier League. But I just feel mm. for like for a six aside, if I had to pick him and Aguero, just Aguero's just just like like skillful little runs and like how his agility compared to like Falcao just getting the ball, just turning around, just smacking it as hard as he can. I feel it would be just a, a really solid team and just Fernandinho to sweep up with everyone and then Coutinho to like, just do a rainbow over someone randomly for no reason. Coutinho <laughs> with those finesse shots as well would be fun. Yeah, exactly. It's, um, Falcao and Aguero yeah. are similar heights as well. I think you said little and large. Oh, I'm not sure. Yeah, they're similar heights. I don't know, for some reason, I feel like Aguero is quite small, but it could just be that his build and then compare it to Falcao. He's small, build. I think he's like five foot seven or something or five nine probably. 
Yeah, like Falcao's like 5'10, 5'11. But he's got that low center of grab in it. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's probably why when you see him like running, he looks just tiny, but he's just he's so good. Well, you know. Yeah, mate, absolute unit. Yeah. Uh, so Edison, Luis, Fernandinho, uh, Coutinho, Falcao, and Aguero. Go on, Rahil. I know you've got Gabriel Ainsley in there somewhere. Nah, I'm gonna go with Sergio Romero in goal. Best then number two in the world. Emmy. Then at the back, <laughs> at the back, I'm gonna put Rafael de Silva. Oof. Like you look at this guy, he's not built whatsoever to be a Premier League footballer. But from I think for Man United, he was immense. He won a lot with them. Um, very good player going forward. Um, and obviously coming back as well. I think for a small guy, he was underestimated as well. Could always put a tackle in. So I put him for for, for a five-side game. I think it'd be perfect up and down. He played every game with his heart on his sleeve, which I loved about him. And the fans yeah, loved also, about him as well. He also had a bit of a good shot on him as well, as we've seen on numerous times. So, yeah, put him in there. I'm going to say Fred. The, I'm not just saying it because he's from Manchester. United. just sounds like think, a United Six Society from I South think, America. I, 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 imagine picking, you, imagine think, picking Fred over Douglas Luiz. <laughs> that's, what, that's what Brazil do. They pick Fred over Douglas Luiz. No, they haven't. Yes, they do. Douglas Luiz starts over Fred. No, in what? In in pre in the international friendlies against Japan. <laughs> no, no, honestly, he starts like I know the yeah. Emmy Martinez one I was a bit wrong about, but this well, one I'm right. I'm telling you. I don't think anyone's gonna believe your stats after last time, mate. <laughs> no, I, I, I miscalculated that one. But this one I can. That was a like, big miscalculation. Back. You said Emmy Martinez was capped, but he's never played for the first team. No, but yeah, he, was said, bit, <laughs> he said he's so confidently like Emmy Martinez has played about twenty games for Argentina. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'll show you the clip later. Was, I'll send it, it to cap. you. It was, uh, it was cap. It was cap. I'll be honest, it was cap. <laughs> yeah, so um, we've got three in there at the moment. Um, three more, I'm going to say. Coutinho's going to have to go in there. Um, mm. As much as I hate Liverpool mm. with uh, all my heart and passion and everything, but I think Coutinho is one of them players you love watching. I remember going to the uh, Europa League game against Liverpool oh, and God. we were up 1-0 we we and we were all over them and then all of a sudden Ball gets played through for Coutinho. He drags it and chips straight over David Day and he ended the game there. But I think he's a he's a he's a brilliant player. Um, what he did in the Premier League, and obviously he demonstrated last season as well at Bayern Munich. Um, what he's capable of, I just don't think he's working from a Barca, whether it's the system or them playing him out on the left or. Yeah, I hate him out of the left. I hate when they play Cam attacking yeah, midfielders on the wing. It's them, awful. them changing his position. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't think he's worked from a Barcelona, but. Yeah, wouldn't mind seeing him back in the Premier League one day, as long as he's not Liverpool, because I think he's still he's still got in his locker to be a good. United tough, yeah. Yep. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so continuing two more, I'm gonna say uh, it's a tough one. I'm gonna have to say Aguero, brilliant player. Done obviously he's probably made City who they are, he's City's biggest ever legend. Um, that pretty much says a lot about City and about Aguero as well. Um, and then my last player, I'm gonna say Diego Forlan. Yes. Purely, purely, for just... them, purely, purely, for them, purely for them two goals he scored at Anfield. Literally just for that. He's had a chance. Something? He's had a chance for him just for them two goals he scored at Anfield. And that's my point. So we got we got we got uh, Romero, we got Raphael, we got Fred, we got Coutinho, and then we got Tevez, and we got. Uh, I mean, no, you not said Aguero. Aguero. We got yeah, we got Aguero, and we got Diego Forlan. Can I just point something out? So Fred hasn't Fred hasn't been called up since like 2018 or something. Fred hasn't what? Yes, he has. Man, stop lying. 
Oh, <laughs> real, real, don't do He's this got to us. He's got Salipedia up, man. He's, He's got like, Salipedia up. Read the headline. Read the headline. Fred has nah. given up on Brazil. Call. I don't believe that. Samba. I don't believe that. Scorebot, Samba bot, whatever it is. Samba bot. Are they reliable? Honestly, yeah. He's not. He's not played for Brazil ever since like ages, man. That don't make sense. Last, you just said he hasn't played for Brazil up. since ever in ages. <laughs> he's, all right, his his last call up right was in the 2018 World Cup, and he didn't even play. So, so well, Fred just, went like, to the uh, World Cup. Know, Fred went to the World yeah, Cup. Has, David, has, has Douglas Luiz been to a World Cup? The closest he's been to the World Cup man is watching it on his TV at home. He was 16 <laughs> at the time. <laughs> So yeah, so uh, Fred, uh, let me find out the last time Fred played for his. Wait, so Douglas Luiz eighteen then? If he was sixteen at the time, what two years ago? Three, two and a half it's years like ago. Like twenty, twenty-one, isn't he? Oh, he's, yeah, he's twenty-one, I think. Yeah, yeah Sal's probably made. You know, you can't trust any him. facts that come out of this guy's mouth. If right. he says Sal, he says one hundred percent fact. You know, he's ninety percent a lie. I'm surprised he hasn't said that Douglas Luiz won the World Cup with them as well. <laughs> Back in two thousand and two. Yeah, what did he propose? He was there with Ratinho, Ronaldo, Kaka, everyone. All right, so Fred's last cap was in 2018. And Douglas Luiz starts for the team. So that just proves that. You know what it is? Everyone thinks that they're a baller until somebody like Douglas Luiz comes along. Oh, my God. So as Rahil would say, as Rahil would say keep, keep it moving. Keep, keep it moving. Well, what happened to Douglas Luiz at Old Trafford? He got turned by Pogba and he had to file him. Nah, it wasn't a foul. It wasn't. It wasn't a foul. It was a foul. He just chopped his leg. Didn't get any of the ball. No, no. It wasn't a foul, bro. That's fine. Even Douglas Luiz. I'm all listen. I'm all. You don't understand these guys. We've got a basically football group, but it's full of Villa fans and I think me, Arif Hamza, and probably a few others. But they really talk are the only United fans in there. And this uh, must have gone on for about seven, probably I'll say a week, where every week day after these, the game, yeah, every day these guys would yeah. send about five different angles of the file. Look, even his <laughs> runaways. About five different angles of the file and saying, I still can't believe this is a file. I'm no, but even Douglas Lewis posted it. Over it. He posted it on his Twitter account about it. and he put. Yeah, but I could well, post like a pig flying, but it doesn't mean it's true. Oh, no. He goes, <laughs> I, I'll translate it because I... Look, I he's even going to search for the... Nah, you know, I don't, I don't trust Sally like, with his translations. Man, got facts wrong. He's no, 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 lying I'll, right I'll now. I'll translate it. I'll translate it. He says, I see this video. I can't believe it was a penalty. I always root for fairer football with fewer mistakes. But then I stop and see these types of moves. If we have VAR to help, let's start using it correctly. This, these mistakes can dis- define the future of clubs. He just got a hiding from Dean Smith in the Wait, changing hold on, room. hold on. Uh, Dean wait, Smith just went in on him. I mean, it's so clear. What's it? What's it? What, what's it? Isn't he also a Villa player, the fact that they managed to it's get so uh, a goal disallowed against them and actually managed to keep him up in the Look Premier League? Like, oh, uh, yeah. Like, decisions. Didn't, it, you get one, didn't you get one in your favour on the weekend against Southampton? Mm, no, we You know, they see the lines one way, but then... When it's, a, when it's for them, they don't, they don't see them. Yeah, At least the, the guy with his, 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 uh, his absolute dump truck. Aston Bar. Like, why didn't, why didn't <laughs> Douglas Lewis post about that? That we need fairness in the game and it could affect the future of clubs and this and that. Why didn't you do that? Because the team won, in it? So there you go then. Nah, justice was done this weekend. Justice was done. Justice, you know. Offside is offside <laughs> at the end of the day. Offside is offside, right? Yeah, no, it, it is, oh, but yeah. like... We've had so many of them go. The penalty, the penalty is yeah. Think about it. If you're a player in the box, whether you've been, whether I've poked you or whether I've kicked you and you go down, it's a penalty. Because if there's contact that has caused you to fall on the floor, it's a penalty. And that's exactly what happened to Pogba. He clipped Pogba, Pogba tripped over his own foot and he went down, it's a penalty. If he didn't knock him, it wouldn't have been a penalty. Game up and day. Pogba initiates the contact. Think about it. (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah, Martial school. You do not understand how pissed off I am that you are learn Martial school. <laughs> and I'm a man you know. They felt sorry for him, you know. They felt sorry for him, like you're I'm a man you know. And I'm you know the best thing is, you know, lead up to the game, all Sal was saying is you guys call Martial, oh he's called Martial, what's he done? And the only person who scored a goal in is them. Salim calls, Salim calls Martial ice cold no no goals and we find it hilarious on the group but then he scores a goal in that game which is the but which, you, know what, you can't make this stuff up you really you can't, can't. It, it's to but then it's like it all only happened against Philip but then no other teams will score against yeah, I can actually see him going to Villa Park and bagging 2-3 goals <laughs> bagging a hat trick in like 5 minutes but you know it's if like we just score a worldie Sal will somehow say yo it's offside or like you can't shoot offside. from that far or <laughs> <laughs> Keep a blink. These guys have the conspiracies. I'm telling you. Uh, I, I love Salim's excuses, man. That honestly, sometimes we just talk, listen to him to, uh, no, talk wrong, about football. It? Yeah, but let's not it's talk so about funny. That. It's, it, it literally brings joy to my heart just hearing his excuses, man. Okay, so listen. Is, if, if, even... All right, listen. I got a question for you. If you lot miss out on top four by one point, let's just say you're gonna come back to the decision and blame that on you. Nah, there's been like six decisions <laughs> that I've gone against. You saw that thing. You will come out with that one. You know what you're saying. It's going to be one of them. <laughs> yeah, all right, that's fine. It's going to be one of them. So when people say, so when people say, oh yeah, Villa stayed up because in, a, in, a, in an important <laughs> game, there wasn't game. Why How is it different? How is it different? Because it's the same thing. And the worst thing is that was even more. That's next man's watch now, waking. <laughs> That's what that's the piece the most. That's what he did. You know, he did. Probably, honestly, he did. Probably, he did. He put the batch down, put him in upside down. Yeah, yeah. That's why. And I'm, some, I'm know, somehow I'm surprised. Somehow, somehow I'm surprised Sal didn't say, oh, yeah, it's, it, it, was a, it wasn't a goal. Where's the justice? It, it, it was a goal. It was a goal. Oh, bloody hell, Flora. He's got, he's got some uh, self-respect. <laughs> Sal admit it's a goal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It was a goal and it? it was over the line. Uh, oh, you sure nobody fouled you? You sure nobody fouled any Villa players leading to the ball going into the net? No, but then we had like eight <laughs> decisions go against us last season. It's counted them as well. I think he's got them rearing up on a whiteboard now. He's like VAR, like eight Villa nil. It's like one of those detective Sherlock Holmes ones where you can see all the wires going across the wall. <laughs> it's like, this has led to this. You this know that meme where the guys turn around with the yeah, pimple behind all the red lines? <laughs> Look, right now, he's, he's, he's got a pen in his hand, lads. He's noting everything then. <laughs> what are you writing down, guys? I think, I think, you know what it is? He's drawing the ball on. He must be drawing the ball on from Sunday's game to convince people it was, it was offside. There's a long way. There's a long way to go this season. I know that you and Arif celebrated winning the title two weeks ago, but that's ended. All right, show me, show me proof for that celebrated winning the title. Uh, Arif definitely celebrated it. Yeah, you well, they, they, you can speak. That, 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 don't mention my name. Then talk about Arif. But I've, I've never said we're going to go on and win the title. Obviously, if you're top of the league. You're going to be happy. You have a top of the league. I think after the first game, you're going like you're going to win it. Arsenal were top of the league before the first game. They were second. Salto thinks they're going to win the league, believe it or not. That's from episode one. If we had competent referees in this country, if we had average level referees in this country, we'd be miles ahead, man. Villa would have been in the championship because the decision. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, Villa would have been in the championship because the competent referee would have seen that was over the line and called it off Sheffield. You're saying saying if you had average referees, if a a referee's watch 
his bad feet didn't die, you'd be playing championship football right now if you want to point to exactly. that context. Yes? That's the point. You can't believe it. Feet, if, a bad feet, you if a bad feet did not die on an electronic if a bad feet did not die on an electronic device, you would be playing in the championship right now. You yes? were saying it's Wiccan one yeah. uh, Wiccan Let's and Akin Fen was bullying Sally's getting bullied, man. You know, let's uh Let's, yeah, let's move on. I think it's safer for everyone. Yeah, Amon, the reason I invited you on today is because um, obviously we've known each other for a long time and mm. you've been a supporter of our podcast since the beginning, which is brilliant. And we thank you for that. Um, but the main topic of our conversation today was just the fact of loneliness and the fact that like three quarters of the country are, and are in lockdown at the moment. Like they've got no job or they're on furlough and things like that are just happening to them. And with a situation like with myself living with my wife and we're just there's only two of us in the city that we don't have no family around or the only people we see are the people at Tesco's. We just wanted to get the perspective of how we can combat with loneliness because again, all of us have been friends for a while now and we all talk to each other. And like Rahil said, there's a group of us on Friday Night Football where probably four of them are probably just the main talkers, Neil, Salim, Arif and Rahil. And it's just I'm fun to see. Salim's on that list. No, it's like two Villa fans versus two uh, Man United fans, which is fantastic to see. And the rest of us just keep quiet until it's like a Friday night and football's on. But because football's no, been let, 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 let me rephrase that, sorry. It's two Man United fans versus two, two, two people who support anyone that plays against Manchester United. <laughs> that's, that's, Neil, that's Neil, Neil is that guy. Neil is that guy. That's the truth. That's the truth. That's scab. I'm not, I'm not taking that. But you know the truth is, you know, is. you know, if you know if Villa play and they lose the game, we would even think about going into the group. But you know, once United will be losing, right at the end of the game, what if they're losing? You are going to the group that there'll be 20, 20, 30 messages. It's like, Amar, it. basically, it's like all of the times we've gone behind in the game, like West Ham and Brighton and all of that, you just get yeah. spam on the group. It will just be spam yeah, coming but in. Like, oh, so shot record. Oh. Like, we've gone behind the United of one. So, you know, you should at least calm it down a little bit when you see it's gone behind. At least wait till the 90th minute. Ironically, the only time they didn't do that is when we lost to Sheffield United last week, but we won't talk about that. We oh, that's because they, they lost early in the day themselves. Yeah, we got robbed again, innit? Yeah, but um, I'm surprised you didn't come into the group and say you got robbed. Nah, we just... Yeah, so I was saying, so there's basically two Villa fans, two United fans, and then you've got a, a West Brom and Birmingham fan as well. We've got a Birmingham <laughs> fan right here. The uh, every, everyone laughs to the silent joke. This is in front of me for me. Should I put the laugh emoji on Zoom? Yeah, put a laugh emoji. Dory, Hamza can edit in the laugh track over it. It's fine. <laughs> edit, edit Eventually, I will. <laughs> and then you laugh anyway, Amma. <laughs> I was laughing at my own joke, man. This oh is how God. I get by with loneliness. No, I'm joking. Uh... <laughs> that's not a joke. That's, that's serious. <laughs> that's humour to yourself, Amma. Oh. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things where this week we've, I've been, or the last few weeks, I've been practically really happy with myself at the moment. The fact that I'm keeping busy with the podcast, I'm, I'm still doing my English course. But yeah, it's really fun at the moment because I've been keeping myself busy. But I know for a fact not everyone's in that same situation. There are people at home um, who are probably listening to their podcast or they're watching football and um, they're seeing the BT Sport games coming on. And this week, BT Sport got all 10 games in the Premier League. And on their advert, which I, uh, I realised I got captured by, really, you know, it's a hashtag beat loneliness and join the BT team. We're not advertising BT or anything like that. I'm not with them in anything. But just the fact that they are courageous enough to open up about, they've got their presenters and they've got their uh, pundits talking about loneliness as well. So I thought we could do something like that as well 
in terms of if you're living by yourself or if you're feeling isolated at home or if you're struggling at the moment mentally, psychologically, we've got other ways of trying to pass the time, keep yourself busy as opposed to just playing PlayStation or watching football all the time, as much as we all have football. But there's so many different ways of keeping yourself occupied. So recently, because my uh, English course is finishing in like two weeks, I'll literally just be playing PlayStation, recently got a PS5, which is great, but doing little things like cooking different dishes and um, reading a new book every now and then. People have forgotten that you can read book just paper as opposed to like on a Kindle or on your phone on the Google Play Store. Little things like FaceTiming one another. This is why I'm in such a good mood today because I haven't seen Amar since September, October time, which is crazy. Yeah. And I haven't seen Rahil since the beginning of January as well. But it's been great that Salim and I have just been carrying on with the conversation on our podcast and having different guests on. It's fascinating to learn about them, but everyone has their own ways of coping with being lonely. So not everyone's going to be living by themselves, but people can still be lonely if they're in a busy household. So Salim, what have you got to say about that? Have you got any thoughts or any hints or tips of combating loneliness? It is tough. I think it's good Like it's, it's good to know like you've got sort of friends around you and stuff and obviously family there as well. Obviously, it can be hard to talk to people at times and some people don't really understand like the things that you go through mentally. But, you know, like you could always pick the phone up and just chat to your mates or like our so WhatsApp groups always so good. Like when I feel lonely, I just jump on the FNF chat. And just just, just, uh, just say bit, something about United official. to get everyone all hyped up. Just yeah, trigger just the chat. fishing, and then sometimes <laughs> I catch. You know, you get a big catch like Raheel with his cap on, and it's, it's just stuff like that. But if not, then there's other ways to do it. I mean, obviously, playing like sport and gym and stuff is probably like the best way I think to sort of interact and get together with people. But if not that, then that you've the got moment. like, yeah, I mean, if not that, you've got your online gaming and stuff, which always helps too. So. Yeah, because I'm, I'm one in the minority that disagree on that. Like, I feel even more distant when I'm playing with my friends online and um, talking to them on a party on, on FIFA. Like, because you're talking to them or you're playing, like, Sally, we may play later this week on FIFA. And I can't wait for that because it's been years since we've played together on FIFA. But you can still yeah. end up feeling a bit distant from them because even though you're playing with them and you're talking to them, you always have to log off and you always have to speak to them at a later date and arrange your time. But for me, I don't... Whenever, that's I why I don't... Play, be- I, I think it's I, better than nothing. It's better than nothing, 100%. But like with me, I find better ways of, like, again, communicating through, uh, through Zoom or through a normal conversation. And Salim will know and Rahil will know and everyone on our podcast will know. I'll message anyone at any time and I don't really care because I know they'll get back to me and I know that they don't mind it. Rahil and um, I'd say Rahil Vish and Safian have had to kind of get used to me messaging at random times and calling at random times and they don't mind it. No, that's only for you, Amar, but don't tell me. Oh, that's fine. No, but that's good. At least I know I'm special. <laughs> I know you're awake at that time, so it's easy. <laughs> nah, nobody kills, nobody kills it. Like the morning messages you get from Salim. Like Salim would tag me on something on Instagram at like half four in the morning. And I'll be thinking, what? I'm going to this guy? Because nah, it was, you know it, what? It'll be, it'll, be like a, it'll be like a picture something to be Man United and like referees or something. <laughs> and I'm thinking, this is this guy I'm thinking about Man United. Nah, it's like if I see something good in the morning, I'm probably going to lose it by the time I wake up or forget. So I'm like, let me just send it now to make sure. <laughs> nah, I'm messing with yeah, I, I, I think last time it was um, Bruno and a few refs talking and they were like, oh, look, United team talk happening here. It was something like that. <laughs> well, I'm not surprised you tagged him in that. Uh, that joke's get, that's just, that joke's a bit old now after that Liverpool free kick but yeah it's just it's just nice and it's refreshing because we get a lot of people 
um, in our family and our friends that are too kind of stubborn in a way to open up and to talk about stuff. And we've mentioned mental health previously. And again, we're a football and a mental health podcast, but with the facts of loneliness, little things like literally just um, like, for example, I've done two previews for football games recently, one with Liverpool and one with Arsenal. Both of them were with friends from my secondary school who I hadn't spoken to in years. So that's just a big thanks to Amino and to Luke for come, uh, being able to come onto the show with us. And it was nice because you just felt the connection just like that. And I've been doing that recently on my WhatsApp. I've been calling family members who I don't normally talk to properly. And it's just refreshing because you get to learn more about them and how they're doing in lockdown and what they've done differently. And uh, my sister-in-law is a really good example. Really, like, She'll buy a new book every now and then just to keep her mind occupied. And sometimes you like identify with like film characters or book characters, or you want to learn something different, like a new skill. And it's fantastic because we know what the situation's like. We've got people loved ones who are ill or, or they have to isolate and it's awful to hear but Rahil what would you say in terms of combating uh, loneliness have you got any hints or tips yeah just look kind of like I think with with all of us like if you go back to our normal routines well whenever normal was I think you go back to them routine like oh, well, we all like, like would get angry or frustrated or like sick and tired of something but everyone like would have their like their go-to where they'll just be obviously release it and like be able to be themselves. I think a lot of people are struggling to do that with obviously the lockdown right now. Like with myself, obviously, as as we all are, we love playing football. And like me playing like two, three times a week to like not even going once. Um and I can imagine obviously the amount of people that obviously can be going through that. Even even like something pretty normal you can look at like is just someone waking up and going to work and spending like five, six, seven hours with their work colleagues. Yeah, they're you mentioned from, that previously, they, which you thought was saying, yeah, very beneficial as well. They're, yeah, they're going, they're going from that to obviously just waking up, logging on your laptop and being on there for five, six hours with no one around you. So I think um, it can have a massive effect on people. I think people who are probably stubborn to see it, um, it doesn't make sense. Why? Because um, even if you may not feel that way, just always got to be mindful that someone else could. So yeah, to be there for your friends, reach out to them because we're living in times now where, I'll be honest, we don't know what's around the corner. So we're... Uh, yeah, man, I think just be there for your friends. And if, if, you're, if you're one that is suffering from it, then don't, don't feel afraid to reach out to anybody. Yeah, that's the main thing. Just don't be afraid of it at all. Because we've got so many people in our lives that we don't really appreciate until um, we need to really. Like... A situation like this with, like this happens where, like Rahul was saying, like some people going to work for them was, wasn't a safe job. They get to see someone different that they wouldn't normally do like for instance like obviously with jobs when, when we were all used to work together like <laughs> us three wouldn't have been friends if we never if we all never worked at that one place and you know yeah. you'd have friends with like old like some old school people that you never you never really speak to anyway so it's, uh, it's difficult there's so many ways of combating it and there's so many ways you can beat loneliness as well but I didn't really take it seriously until you see like news reports coming out. Like it's not just old people suffering from loneliness. The age demographic from 16 to 24 is one of the highest at the moment in terms of loneliness in the world, let alone just in the UK. So it's probably just getting off social media every now and then. It's not, not always just playing PlayStation or watching TV and having human interactions as much as you can do really. And even if it means going on a Zoom call or like there's little features that I didn't realize that are quite good. Like with Disney Plus and Netflix they, on their app, you can actually share your viewing experience with someone. So you can actually watch something at the same time as someone in another household. And like you can talk about the film that like you would normally would at the cinema or little things like that. I think BT do the same thing as well. If you've got a BT account 
where you can literally just watch a game in the same house and different ways of going through it. If you had to go away today and someone said they were lonely, if you had to name three different things to do, what would you recommend? I would say the biggest thing will be a change in the routine because that's the thing that makes you like more lonely because you literally wake up, do like the A, B and C, whatever you do. And then you just feel like you're repeating the same day, like a Groundhog Day, just going through it over and over and over again. Um, so like if you're changing pretty soon, like if you work, if you're working from home uh, and if you're lucky enough to have like your own flat or living by yourself, maybe just try like, like every 10 minutes or so, just go into like a garden or, or just take a little walk, take a break, go to go get something that you wouldn't normally do. Obviously if your job allows it, um, just just go do and just take like a br- small break go get some fresh air go take a like a, even if it's a two minute walk around the corner just that two minutes away from everything just walking can, can have that massive impact that you don't feel sort of as lonely as you would before definitely change of scenery which is brilliant salim anything you have to add to that my top tips would be probably just sort of reach out to your friends like you don't need to feel you know Burden. embarrassed or shy about it well, it depends on what your friends are like, but I mean, if you're one of my mates, you can sort of reach out to me anytime you want, um, mm. as long as I'm not, well, unless I'm like sleeping or something, I should be Which able is to never. get back to you. And, uh, yeah, you know, you know, tagging me at like three in the morning, Artie. Yeah. yeah, yeah so you need to like, somebody at half one in yeah. the morning, ring this boy, you'll answer the phone. Is <laughs> <laughs> the, the Brown Samaritan, yeah. basically, is up 24-7. Yeah. Yeah, potentially then. If you're going to call me at that time, you can call me if it makes you feel better. But yeah, no, I think um, I think it's just interesting to sort of so do that, but then like sort of do different things as well. Like um, like I just bought that all on the board book, um, which is quite good. Mm. I've got it here with me somewhere. I can get that. I, I just bought, I used to do a lot of jigsaws when I was younger. So I sort of bought two jigsaws, which I want to do as well. Just, Brilliant. you know, something different, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> that's my tips. Is one, of the, is one of the jigsaws or Jack Grealish? <laughs> it's, it's Jack Grealish, um, VAR and a Villa badge. That's all he's got. <laughs> no, 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 it's not. It's, not. <laughs> it's that referee that uh, had his battery die on that goal. It's him, Aston Villa and Jack Grealish. That's all it is. I don't think they do them anymore. I think it was sold out. <laughs> so they brought all of them, that's why. Villa fans went crazy. <laughs> he sold them like the PS5. He just sold them... Uh, <laughs> On bulk and extra for like a good 200, 300 pounds more. His Facebook villa groups, he just thought, yo, I've got these, uh, the local villa hero referee, whoever it was, uh, you know, staff him up quickly. Rahil, any tips for combating loneliness? Um, I was going to probably say exercise, like in, in any shape or form, I think, regardless of um, your age or condition or anything like that. Um, I think everyone can obviously do whatever exercise they can, whether it's obviously just go in the garden, go for a walk, or whether it's go for a run. I think with that, um, just have a routine of it as well. If it helps, like wake up, um, probably go outside, go for a walk in the garden, go for a run around the block, um, whether it's even like do something like sit-ups or home, something like that. Just The Joe Wicks PE shows are really good as well. I think, yeah, with that, I think with probably if you're lonely and you're not doing anything and you're just sitting like, for example, with your eyes in front of the TV all day or just playing PlayStation or something like that, I think... You're just building everything up. But I think when you're doing exercise, it's like you're taking energy in, but you're releasing, you're releasing something as well. So it's refreshing for the body. So yeah, I'd, I'd probably say exercise is probably one of the ones on the top of the list. Probably honest with you. Brilliant. 
And one for me, I'd say just try and get in contact with old friends and family members you haven't spoken to in a while. Just update that WhatsApp list that you've got because you've got those same people at the top all the time. Just freshen it up a little bit. And again, people will be courteous in the way that they can be. And it's refreshing when you get that, when you get people that, oh, I haven't heard from you in ages, but they're not angry about it. If you know what I mean, you know what Asian people can be like, oh, you haven't spoken to me in ages. What's going on here, Hamza? I'm like, calm down, it's been the month, but it's fine. But you get get those kind of people. You go first, you go first. No, no, go first. No, I was just going to say like one kind of way to look at it um, in terms of loneliness, like you're alone in your own house, but really are you lonely because there's, millions of people all around the world going through the same thing you are mm. so in, in that kind of sense if you look at it you're not you're not alone yeah you may be physically alone but there's so many people out there that are going through the same and just reach out to people um socializing people connect stuff like that because there's so many people that could be going through exactly what you're going um i never ever think that there's that you're on your own you're the only one that's going through it and that could be another psychological way to look at it that could help yeah like uh just to touch on your point like a simple hello message could be that turning point in someone's like day like you know like that change of routine like could be like oh you know i'm not seen from you know like this person oh no that what a surprise and it sort of shocks you out of that like robotic cycle a lot of people tend to find themselves in in a situation like this yeah definitely and again it was just something that they'll probably most people appreciate at the time but it's just something that you can work on and you can probably learn different things about different people you haven't learned from in ages or spoke to in ages. Mm. So that's another refreshing yeah. thing. I think that's a good way to end it. I think that was very positive, a very good positive way to end it. So again, if anyone's lonely, yes. you've got the Samaritans. Sorry, one, one go you got Salim's number, just uh, give him a call at any time. He'll be there. I thought I just plugged the book. I thought I just plugged the book. Plug the book. Yeah, All on the board. The I thought I just plugged that. So just tell us and, what the book's about for those who don't know. It's like inspirational quotes from the TFL. So there's those two guys that are sort of masked, well, they're unmasked now, and they used to write at random stations, like, you know, random sort of good messages and stuff. So there's all sorts of like different topics, like raising awareness, love, uh, real life heroes, legends, mental health. And yeah, there's loads of like amazing, I just flip my camera over. There's loads of like amazing things in there. Just get there, so... You can see, like, there's loads of, you know, different messages for however you feel. So you just pick how you're feeling and then, yeah. I've got that new book smell from through the camera already. I'm loving it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, un- unrivaled. Yeah, that's brilliant. <laughs> Nicely done, Salim. Amar, thank you very much for coming on the show. Thanks nice for joining us. It's nice to see you. Rahil, thank- Rahil, thanks for coming back. We look forward to seeing you again no, frequently no, coming up. Back, lads, and good seeing you all, man. It's refreshing and enjoyable and I've laughed a lot more than I have in the last week or so because of Man United's core form, which we will not mention and we'll end the podcast there. So thank you everyone for listening and we'll see you all next week. Goodbye. See you later, lads.